This is Real Kipper and Board on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. There's Real Kipper with bottom teeth that work. You know what? I didn't even, I forgot to ask you. What happened? What's... Two, two hours in the dentist chair. And what'd they do? Dr. Stan. Stanimal. He, he broke, he broke three of my, uh, my uh, bottom teeth that were capped from an injury yeah. that happened in 1987. <laughs> you remember what happened? He, he ate a stick of gum or one of the hockey card packs. I'm in Halifax, Hershey Bears. Okay, you do remember. Versus at the time the Quebec Nordiques farm team was in Halifax. What were they called? You remember? I'm look that up. Um, no, I don't. Senatals or it was definitely not the Senatals. I don't know. <laughs> Senatals. Good thing I it didn't know. start with a G. What's that? <laughs> nothing. I just said it, the Senatals. Good thing it didn't start with a G. I can't. I got nothing. I can't remember. I, can't, I got no help here. Look it up. I'm looking it up. You hold know, on. No, hold on. Jeff Merrick would know. Hold on. I'm looking it up. Started with a C, I think. Okay. Okay. So Mike Weir is their first rounder, maybe twelfth overall. Big tall glass of water behind the. That. Mike Weir. Uh, yeah, Mike Weir. I feel like I'm derailing your story. I'm going to let you talk. I'll shut up. Are you thinking of Jeff Weir? No, I'm thinking of the golfer, Mike Weir. No, this is W-A-R-E. Okay. Okay. So he goes to take a... Citadels. Yeah, I was close. You, you were. were. Yeah. He goes to take a follow-through behind the net with a, with a hard rim around. Yeah. And I'm going to go now finish my check on a guy 6869. And I'm coming in hard. And his follow-through, the bottom of the front of his blade cut my bottom lip right open. You know, so that's the scar, eh? You that's went right the through scar. your face. So now I've got a hole in my bottom lip, yeah. and I've got five of my bottom teeth cracked. Uh. And I, I just want to go home now. Yeah, forever. Forever. <laughs> I go st- straight to the hospital. They do about a 300-stitch microsurgery on me. Oh. Because it's not like you're getting six on the surface, no, right? they're doing inside stitches. You have to build. Yeah. It's just a, a buildup with micro-stitches. That took about three hours. That's fun. So now I go, I'm finished with, the, with getting stitched up. And now I'm at the front desk at the receptionist, and we've like we're opening up the yellow pages looking for a dentist. <laughs> really? <laughs> what an era! Does anyone do dental work in this town? We find a guy on a, on his pager that will go open up his office and and see me. So now I'm like, I still got my shin pads on. I think I'm 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 in that oh, much pain, and yeah. my lip was barely hanging on. And oh, man, and this guy's work held on for 35 years. For 35 years. And, oh, by the way, I went from, like, three hours of stitching up my bottom lip to about, like, seven hours doing five root canals. What kind of med- drugs do they give you? Good drugs? I could... St- when I was done, I was on the curb. My lip was still in the office. <laughs> hailing a, I was out, hailing a cab, and my lip... <laughs> Just pushing your lip in a shopping cart in yes. front of you? Oh. Yes. That's so awful. the caps held up. Yeah. Until I bit something that, so when when you cap a tooth, it's based on whatever's left on the bottom that's real. Yeah. But I cracked the real part, 
And uh, yeah, thirty over thirty, well over thirty years of these things. Impressed. Yesterday. Listen, you got it done out of uh, some guy in the yellow pages. I got my dental work done in Alaska, which God knows what kind of you know surgeons you're getting up there. Who knows? So we we both survived. All right, thumbs up to dentistry. Yep, we need you. The Citadels jerseys. Just nice. Beautiful. Baby blue. Baby blue. Just like uh, a lot like the colors of the Nordiques, obviously. And the Citadel is uh, in Halifax. It's the Citadel Hill. And it's up like right up on top of the city there. A big building. I spent some time in Halifax, so I know what the Citadel is. So speaking of teeth. A lot of, a lot of hardos run up that hill. <laughs> I'm, I'm back where you are, Sammy. I'm looking for a pen. And now I've got one that's completely chewed. And I'm wondering, like, whose teeth marks are on this pen? It's Brendan Dave, Shanahan. David Sisboomba. It's Sisboomba, guaranteed. Is that Sisboomba? 100%. Wasn't there a Seinfeld episode where George found someone who owned a car because of a, a bite mark on a pen? <laughs> John Voight? No. Yeah. Oh, was that what it was? <laughs> I don't know. I think so. All right. Not a Seinfeld guy. Let's get it. Back on the Get rails fired. here. Nick Kiprios, Justin Bourne. <laughs> David Brandale. David Sisboomba. David, Derek. Oh, what did I say? I, I've also scripted the line. And Jen I script the is lineup. back. Yeah. If we're still on the nitrous oxide. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the gas still. Yeah. The Russian gas. Okay, where do we begin now? Oh, we, I have a we, suggestion. We've, 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 we've hashed out the past. Do we just look towards the future? And let's be honest here. We got an, an email earlier today mm. from our boss. Yeah. Who suggested, let's be on high alert. If anything comes down with the Toronto Maple Leafs, we need to prepare to maybe go an extra hour on the show. We will be extending the program. I I sent a counter offer with a bigger financial package. (laughs) 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 Anyways, continue. All right. And your first message was, ooh, did they get tipped off? Do they know something? Yeah, what do they know? What does Sportsnet know? And what did I tell you? Uh, They don't know. (laughs) (laughs) i said you really think there'd be someone with the leafs that would tip off sportsnet yeah we couldn't even get a player to get on our show all year that's pretty baffling they are not tipping us off we got john Tavares after a thousand oh did we after a thousand points we got john okay our thanks to jt then yeah okay i know we're gonna get into future candidates here we have 15 minutes for joined by rob rossi who's gonna come on a senior hockey writer for the athletic based in pittsburgh is he gonna tell us uh, kyle dubas is uh, going there probably yeah i would it's imagine a, something to that effect we're gonna get that news uh on a guy who was not going to pop up somewhere else in a week uh turns out it was nine days um but there is something today. I'm a big fan of Elliot Friedman's 32 thoughts i don't know if you guys read it excellent article can, can we save that for the end of the show you want me to save it? Yeah. What do you want to talk about right now? You don't want to talk about me needing a new co-host, according to Elliot Friedman, at the end of the... I don't, by the way. Relax, everyone. <laughs> Look at this smile. Uh, <laughs> okay, what is Elliot doing? I don't know. I thought this would be a good place okay, to confront go, you. Go, 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 go. Get it over with. The fact there's a $1 billion bid for the Senators, and we, as of Tuesday night, don't know who will get first crack at closing the deal, indicates the Melnick family, the bank, and the NHL have questions that need answering, ownership, structure, financing, debt, etc. We're getting there. A couple people who know Steve Apostolopoulos say it absolutely is a style to make a bully bid, so they wouldn't be shocked at all if he's the high bidder. We'll see. If he wins, Justin Bourne might need a new co-host. Oh. Hmm. What's going so on, hello, Kippy? 
I, okay, okay. Nicolas. <laughs> I gotta find out there's a, there's Elliot, a does, <laughs> Elliot doesn't even mention me by name in this. I know. Like everybody's just to assume who your co-host uh, is. Yeah. We get no promotion, so they wouldn't know who I am. <laughs> Majority of his readers wouldn't know who who I who, who he's talking about. So what's up? Is I it? don't know. Ask Elliot. <laughs> We all love Elliot, but I don't think I've talked to Elliot three times since I left Sportsnet <laughs> in 2019. So, uh, yeah, I guess there's a high likelihood that the this Greek fella might yes. land the Senators. You have some... Uh, I have... Consulting. I have consulted. I have uh, been advising, which is a miracle in itself, because every time I advise anything at home, people, like, you know, look at me and roll their eyes. Yeah. So I'm familiar with that reception. Uh, and that's basically in a, in a wait and see all mode. I can say. The, the, whole, the whole hockey world, uh, I think Ottawa fans, they're all in a wait and see mode. And it could happen. Uh, they, they can make an announcement in a second. They can make an announcement next week. They could wait longer. You have to believe it would be sooner than later so they can hire, make sure they have their right GM and coach and make some decisions, right? I, I would think that uh, this one's a big one because this one will reset a few things moving forward. Now, would you advise them of my candidacy for general manager were you to become part of the uh, structure in some way? I told anybody and anyone in the National Hockey League, I don't move without JB and Sammy. <laughs> okay. Or uh, we're a package deal. If I can't walk into an office and just yell, Sammy. <laughs> I would be the worst Sens mascot of all time. I'd just be giving the finger to all their fans like, you guys suck. Just hating on the team. <laughs> yeah. Until Anyways. you got your paycheck. And they'd be like, go Sens, go. <laughs> so we'll, uh, we'll, okay. we'll, we'll all sit and wait for, uh, for that. Uh, and uh, I think you're okay with a co-host. Okay. Yeah, okay. Okay. You're good. Let's talk about the Toronto Maple Leafs. Okay. So we're starting to hear more and more names. Uh, You want to pick at a few here and just talk about uh, what we think of a few of them, including. Obvious is everyone's talking about tree living. That is the biggest name out there as far as availability is concerned, as far as maybe a, a profile. A Canadian one that uh, can resonate, uh, I think, with Leaf fans. I, I don't know anyone that's more available than than Brad Tree Living right now. Yeah, I, I mean, it he seems, is the betting favorite. He is, and it seems not a foregone conclusion, but you know, he is the most discussed guy. Now, I don't. A, a lot of this to me feels like they have set the parameters at they need someone with experience or they want someone who's experienced in the role, right? It's a big job to take on potentially trading stars, huge. They got 20 million in salary cap space. They have massive decisions and opportunity ahead. So they want someone with experience. But once you say that you rule out so much of like this little list we put together here and it's like tree living, uh, Stan Bowman, Mark Bergevin, yeah, you know, like, it's, there's just not that many Jim names. Jim Benning's name oh. is on this list. Oh. Mike Fuda, of course. Yep. Futes, our, our good friend here on the show. Yeah, Futes is Shirelli. a... Did you say Shirelli? Peter uh, Shirelli. Yeah, Shirelli's an option. Ray uh, Shiro. Is he on the list? No, he's not on the list. So th- those type of guys 
are out there. I guess it's really hard, right? Because one Stanley Cup gets handed out each year, and some of these guys have done a good job without winning cups, and maybe Tree Living could fit that mold. Someone who's been in the, Calgary the nine years. The one thing that sticks out to me with Brad Tree Living is this time last year, he was up to his neck in Johnny Gaudreau and Matthew Kachuk. Right. And in so many ways, he would have to come in here and, and face a similar fire. I mean, how much right. more intense would it be here, Kip? Right away. It's an incinerator right now. Right away. To walk into. But it is, you don't know yet, and we don't know publicly, and maybe maybe a few outside of Austin Matthews knows for sure, but there is a real chance that Austin could play out his hand just like Matthew Kachuk can mm. Last year. And if that's the case, JV, I'll start with you. Would that make Brad Tree Living the best choice or maybe the worst because it turned out so poorly for the Calgary Flames? I actually think if that's your measuring criteria, he'd grade out really well because he just had talks with all these teams about moving a potential superstar and has a sense for who had pieces they were considering moving. If just... Going off my gut, Matthew Kachuk was super close to being a Carolina Hurricane. You know, would he say, call Carolina and be like, I got someone who's maybe more accomplished than Kachuk, you know, in terms of what he's done in this game and his pedigree and whatever. You know, would you be interested in this guy? So maybe by that, in that way, maybe he'd be better. He also hasn't been out of the second round. You mentioned that trade didn't go great for Calgary in the initial returns. Um you know, he, he hasn't had a lot of success. You know, he hasn't had more success than Kyle Dubas had. I know he's older, but he, I mean, he had two more years experience in the league and no further in the playoffs. So I, I don't, I don't know. He's a name people know. That seems to be the. I don't know. How about you, Sammy? I'd be completely fine with Brad Trilliving named as a, the general manager of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Like, I think he's a capable guy. Like, I don't think, you know going the other way here like you know i look at some of these names you know tolsky or something like that like you want to hire kyle dubas seven years ago here like it's just to me if you're firing dubas and we know what happened it wasn't necessarily a performance-based thing maybe more of an emotional thing but if you're going in a different direction i guess brad Treliving is that like i don't think of him as like totally in the opposite direction as as dubas but like yeah, I think that's a fine hire. I really do. Like, I think he's got some experience in the Canadian market. Like you said, he can make a big trade if he needs to. God <laughs> forbid. But, like, I think if whoever you're – if Austin Matthews sees Brad Treliving come in, like, that's in – isn't that a little bit of stability? Isn't that a guy that you can look at that you know what they're doing if you're a player, if you're part of this organization? Isn't that a guy that you have some trust in as a guy that's done it and has been a general manager of a Canadian team before? Like, I don't think it's that bad an option. I, I just, I got two things here. And one is that, you know, when you see someone go through a hard breakup that really hurts, the next person they want seems to be just whatever they didn't have before, the complete opposite type person. Good but, cop, bad cop. Yeah, right. You just like want the other side of things. And I'm not sure, you know, they liked, Dubas did some things they liked here. And I'm not sure that it's terrible to have someone else who thinks similar, even if they are not Dubas themselves. But the other thing is like, 
you know, I look at who Tree Living hired as coaches during his time there in Calgary, and it was who? Daryl Sutter, Bill Peters, and Bob Hartley, maybe? Like, they're going to come in here and make a coaching decision? I don't know. I, I, I am not as confident as Sam that it's like a no-brainer. And you? Uh, yeah, there's there's lots of questions marks for sure. I, I like Brad. Yeah, he seems uh, he like an is, awesome guy. And and he like seems him. like a straight-up guy. And uh, no, there's probably not enough on his resume that suggests that he's going to come in and, and, and really portray a winning culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it might be a process of elimination that gets him the job. For sure. You know, the one thing that I was thinking about with this job, this Leafs job, is just the vastness of it. You know, like, I don't think that other NHL teams have... Think of the size of the staff here in Toronto and what you're managing. You're managing, you know, departments that other players don't have or other teams don't have in sizes that they don't have them. You know, the American League team just fired all their people, and by all accounts, that was... It's been a bit messy at times there. You know, the community outreach and everything is so much bigger here. Like, the role that you're taking on is just such a big one. And, like... It's almost like you need a hockey guy and someone to manage all the people and some other aspects of that's it. That's Brendan. Well, that's a good Brendan. point. It yeah. is Brendan. Brendan, like he, he's heavily involved in managing the Toronto Maple Leafs. He's not the president of Hockey Ops. He is the president of the Toronto Maple Leafs, which means yeah. he's as involved in probably Kyle Dubas's trade deadline day as he is in game ops sponsorship. Yeah. Uh, relationship massive. with the alumni. I mean, right. there's there's a ton, and and that's why probably I I I really believe that you know there there's truth to everything sometimes. But to what degree did Brendan keep Kyle handcuffed, or will keep the next general manager handcuffed without me being all over him? Mm-hmm. I don't know if he physically has time to to right. med- meddle in the day-to-day operations when he is uh, in a meeting for sponsors and uh, maybe a, a t- TV contract or, or, or how the game uh, o- operations work that particular night. Yeah, no, it's, you know, I, I would love to know what the total staff employed to make the May Police run is, but I'm sure it's hundreds of people. And so if Brendan's job is a lot of that, and I know Kyle was involved in a lot of the selecting of people for different departments, it just seems like a really big job. And so I get wanting someone with experience. I'm just saying it's a hard one to walk into if you haven't won before, set a culture before. It's it's just a big job. Can I just make a quick point on people that are just so down on whatever guy that they may potentially yeah. hire? It's like, what? is the undying loyalty to Dubas about from fans. Because his fact oh his faction of fans like, Oh this this is um everyone is everyone is crapping all over every other candidate, like Treliving or whatever, and it's like what you know oh, there's, results matter. There there's and they didn't a, get there's a any big camp results. out there. A pro yes. Kyle Dubas camp out sure. there and, and many of them are in the media. And yes. they get to dictate uh, the narrative. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so, but I don't know that those people, I see them tearing down other potential candidates. Like, you have to pick someone now. Dubas is out, and so you're looking for the next best guy. 
It's just there's not an obvious one to me, even though Tree Living is getting all the press. Just the way that Kyle Dubas is treated by his fans is that he was some elite guy that's unassailably great as yeah. a general manager. And you look at his record and a lot of important general manager things, and they were not good. Negotiations, trades, a lot of this stuff. Like, I think, you know, how it happened with him going may not have been the right thing, but, like, you know, he was good, not great, in my opinion. And it's like I think it'd be fine to move on to somebody else like Brad for living. I don't think it's going to be that big yeah. of a downgrade that people are portraying it as to me. We got Rob Rossi, senior hockey writer for The Athletic based out of Pittsburgh uh, that we're going to join momentarily. Uh, talk about potentially Kyle Dubas in Pittsburgh. I am an absolute horrible host because uh, we've got a list of potential GMs for the Toronto Maple Leafs, 14 and all. And um, we've gotten through one in 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's bad. That's bad hosting on my part. No, because we're focused on, you know, it's going to be one of a few guys. Oh, and okay. I mean, tree living is one of those few guys, right? So we'll get Rob on and then we're going to go right back to this list. Okay. That sounds like a good plan. I want to, I'm interesting. Uh, I'm interested to hear who you think that, uh, that, you know, outside of Brad tree living, who would, who would pop up as as a second type of guy that you wouldn't hesitate too much yeah. to go to? It's a great question. So think about that one, Dudes. Now, I had said I had said yesterday that uh, I I still find it hard to believe that Kyle Dubis would walk away from twenty plus million dollars from MLSE without sort of having a plan B. Yeah. Let's bring in Rob Rossi, senior hockey writer with The Athletic, based in Pittsburgh, to tell me if, in fact, Kyle Dubas has a plan B in the state of Pennsylvania. Uh, well, I think he was always the Penguins' plan A, and then that got derailed a bit by the Maple Leafs winning around. And then when the uh, Maple Leafs didn't win around and the drama in Toronto played out last week, they're their their plan B became their plan A again. And I, I, I guess the simplest way of saying this is, this is Kyle Dubas's job if he wants it. Mm-hmm. They were prepared when they fired Ron Hextall and Brian Burke and made the changeover that if Dubas were available to give him control of hockey ops. Um, they, they thought extraordinarily highly of him. Uh, he meets sort of what, FSG, the Fenway Sports Group, has hired in, uh, as sort of managers in their other sports teams with the Cubs, uh, or excuse me, with the Red Sox and uh, Liverpool football clubs. So um, I think a lot of it's going to depend on, and money won't be an issue. So I think a lot of it's going to depend on if, you know, Kyle likes the, likes the idea of the job, if his family wants to move to Pittsburgh, um, and if he wants to work next year. You know, there was a report today uh, that he was seen with Sidney Crosby in Pittsburgh. I'm sure you came across that. Does it sound like he's already there and going through the process of figuring it out? He is. He he is in Pittsburgh, to my knowledge. Um, I don't believe the la- the second part of that is. Uh, um, I don't. I, I don't have knowledge of the second part of that. Let me just say that. But he is in Pittsburgh. He was he was planning to come here midweek um, and talk to the Penguins, get a real feel for the organization. Uh, not really surprised by that. It's a pretty short drive from Toronto to Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. 
Um, it's not like he would have had to hop on a plane and go through the airport, go through all that if he didn't want to. And, you know, I think when you're thinking about a life decision like this, if you can get on the ground and, you know, go see the facilities, see the offices, meet the people um, that you, you would be working with and for, um, I, I'm not surprised by that, that, that he's here. And I would imagine Kyle's interviewing the Penguins as much as, if not more, than the Penguins are interviewing him. We're talking to Rob Rossi, senior hockey writer for The Athletic based in Pittsburgh. Uh, Rob, you have a fantastic piece in The Athletic today. It's titled Chaos, Loathing, and the Big Three, How the Penguins Unraveled. I uh, urge anyone who is uh, subscribing to The Athletic to read it. It gives great detail of uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins season, including re-signing Crosby, Malkin, Latang. And ultimately, the the demise of uh, Ron Hextall. And, you know, it, can, can you speak, Rob, in terms of, based on, on what I read in your piece, what you would see as the, big, the biggest challenge for Kyle Dubas or any other general manager if they started uh, this job with the Pittsburgh Penguins? Uh, well, first of all, thank you for the kind words and the plug. Um, Secondly, yeah, I I think based off the situation in Pittsburgh, the challenge is going to be with not significant cap space and some troublesome contracts, how do you build around this core? Um, What Hextall and Burke got right um, was sort of building a top six that is bona fide, Um, but after that top six, and, and you know, uh, Jason Zucker is going to be an unrestricted free agent, but, you know, they're going to have Crosby, Malkin, Latang, Gensel, most likely, unless they, for whatever reason, would decide to trade him, coming back. Um, those are guys that have traditionally produced in the playoffs. Um, to get the Penguins back to the playoffs and to make a run, you're going to have to fill out around them better than that, the previous regime did. And Look, I will say one thing that impresses me about Kyle Dubas, not knowing him personally, but studying him from afar, is those Maple Leafs teams seemed pretty deep. Um, They might have been done in by some lack of scoring or lack of production from their best players in the postseason, but at least through the regular season, those teams seemed deep. So I I could see why the Penguins would like him for that role. And so what's left in that core group? Uh, you know, they're obviously elite, you know, Hall of Fame guys. Um, you know, do you th- is, there, is there enough in the tank there to build around them or do they need other, you know, high-end guys to help with the production side of things? I think they could use another defenseman, another top four defenseman uh, to go with Chris Letang and to go with um, Marcus Peterson, who had a really good year. Um, they, they could use a third line center, um, a guy that doesn't need to score a whole lot, but can, you know, can give them minutes and can contribute offensively more than now and then. Um, what they really need is to figure out the goaltending situation. Um, Jim Rutherford's last years here, um, the, the previous regimes, two years here, the goaltending situation just was never fixed. Uh, the Penguins have had sub 900 goaltending in each of their past four postseasons, and they didn't win around in either of them. And that, I, you know, I always say, gentlemen, I don't care how good you are up front or on the back, 
If your goaltending's not at 900 in the playoffs, it doesn't matter. You don't got a chance. Um, they need to figure out if Tristan Jari is the guy. Um, and if he isn't, they need to figure out what they're going to do for that position. Um, I suspect the way these playoffs have played out um, that uh, they're going to have some real conversations about whether to move forward with Jari or not, given that he's probably going to get a substantial raise and he was injured last year. Hey, Rob, so much speculation on whether or not there was interference on Brendan Shanahan's part with Kyle Dubas or if it was just more president, general manager, day-to-day issues. Um, But in in your piece, you do talk a little bit about the Fenway group. And Mm -hmm. if, in fact, Brendan was the buffer and Kyle never really had to address or or, uh, deal with the the board of, uh, board of directors at MLSE. How do you see that shaping up with the Fenway group? Would they be as hands-off to their general manager, or is there a chance that Kyle may have more dealings with them on a day-to-day basis? My sense covering them for a year and a half now is they feel like hockey really isn't their expertise. And they really want to rely on somebody to be the decision maker. Obviously, ownership's going to have import on the big decisions. And, you know, ownership will be one of kept abreast of things. But you know, my, my impression is Fenway wanted to focus on the business side of the Penguins and the development of the land across from uh, PPG Pace Arena and, you know, getting, um, getting the revenue stream shored up and, you know, the arena modernized and everything and kind of leave the hockey to the hockey people. So I think whoever's the new GM here is going to have, you know, autonomy. Now there may be, there may be a position that is created um, where you have sort of a public mouthpiece, not for the GM, but to do some of the things like meet and greets and, um, you know, with sponsors and season ticket holders and, you know, appear at the charity events and that. Um, but I, I've always been under the uh, belief that Fenway wants a general manager that's going to control things, um, run a very organized club, and um, maybe not necessarily have to be sort of the, the public, um, you know, the guy that does all that other public stuff. Um, and, and really focuses a lot on hockey. Well, we'll uh, we'll follow this closely for sure. Rob, really appreciate your time. Thanks for doing this. Appreciate it, guys. Anytime. Thank yeah, you. Rob Thanks, Rossi. Rob. Okay, he's in Pittsburgh. Uh, well, was- well, yeah. Well, what more do we need to know? You think it's done? You think you're you think it's going to happen, eh? I do. Yes, and that's just based on my gut feeling. I know nothing more than anyone else. So what do you think it is when he says, I'm not going to pop up somewhere a week from now? Is that like he was so certain he was going to be back from the Leafs that this was kind of like a, a chance to show some bluster and be like, I'm here? You know, it's sort of. I just think that he got up, he got caught up emotionally in it. And uh, it was just a, yeah, it was just a card he tried to play. Uh, he can easily get out of that by saying, you know. Things change. It, things change. And. Uh, you know, my family supports this. Therefore, why should I wait? Yeah, that's it. 
and it's fine. It, it, no one cares, Kyle, that you said that you won't go anywhere else. Oh, people care. No, no. <laughs> yeah. But they won't care enough to, like, you know, it won't matter. Yeah. Like, you can care. And make no mistake that when you speak again, people will will put that against your credibility mm-hmm. and say, well, you kind of lied just for saying of this. And that's that's just, he's just going to have to live with that. Yeah. But if the job's available and he thinks he has to wait because he said something in that press conference Monday, no, that's not no. happening. Yeah, you'll wear that on your reputation to sign the no, $20 million. No, no one will care yeah. enough to, to, for that to be a factor. That's all. That's all I'm saying. It's just, you know, he, he talked about, you know, Dubis interviewing the Penguins as much as them interviewing him, which is a fascinating idea just because Penguins not a great spot to walk into. Like, say what you will about Dubis here. And Sam, you know, you've been like, yeah, he was good, whatever. The Leafs right now have a core four of players that were here for the 115-point season followed by 111-point season followed by, you know, a playoff win this year. Uh, a pretty good team. They have $20 million in cap space freed up. They have flexibility with their contracts. Like, they, you know, Nyes is coming in. This is a, a team in a good spot. He left it that way. Pittsburgh is not. Like, Crosby's old, Latang's old, Malkin's old. And you've, and you've told you can't move them. Like, right. you're, you're already locked in. So, like, they're more likely to get quite bad before they ever have a chance to get Ron good. Ron Hextall fought like crazy to keep Crosby and get rid of Malkin and Latang, and he got killed by everybody. Sid Fans, too, I bet. players, and the Fenway group. Really? Yes. Oh. Yeah, they're like, get that done. Yeah, get our name guys in our jersey. That's right. Yeah. So, you know, I appreciate what, what Rob just said about the Fenway group, but, like, you can't tell me that they will not watch Kyle like a hawk. And we haven't heard from Brian Burke, not to my knowledge anyways. I wonder if we asked him behind the scenes how hands-off the Fenway group was. Mm. I think we'd get a pretty detailed response well, to that. So it's what so, you're telling me is very similar to the MLSE board. W- no, completely opposite. That they're hands-off, Kipper? Who? The... the Fenway Group? No, Fenway Group's hands-on, MLSE, hands-off. Mm. That's what I'm telling you. Mm. That Kyle... That might at, be part at, of his negotiating at, at there, the end of the day, he needs autonomy there. At the end of the day, Kyle only had to deal with Brendan, okay? No one went through around Brendan to ever talk to Kyle, if there was a situation where they needed to make a presentation and Kyle was part of it, it was always through Brendan. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure it would work completely th- that way. So I'm just, you know, the the things that you hear is sometimes be careful what you wish for. Yeah. I, I I think it would be a, a lot harder on dealing with the Fenway group for Kyle than it would have ever been dealing with what he had here despite his feelings for Brendan. Hmm. You know what's fascinating is like... Do you think a lot of this just came down to personal stuff? Sorry? I think a lot of it could have come down to personal stuff. with Between Kyle and Brendan? Yeah. A lot more for Kyle than I think Brendan. Okay. And that's why I believe that Brendan was 
completely shocked and surprised by what had happened on Monday. Mm-hmm. I wonder if, you know, like if you're Dubas and you go to Pittsburgh and the team's not good, there's a chance that like hyper-competitive players may say, I'll wave in my no-trade clause. I don't want to be here. And all of a sudden you're Dubas and you got to trade Sidney Crosby. Oh and, uh, you know, everything's start great. over. <laughs> You know, like, it's it's a tough gig if it is like you're talking about Kipper. And- I would believe that they've played every scenario out in their heads mm-hmm. prior to signing. And this contract for Latang and Malkin was to, to uh, retire mm-hmm. a Pittsburgh Penguin. Yeah. If you didn't think that there was a range between winning the Stanley Cup and missing playoffs was part of the equation, then, you know, shame on them. But they, listen, they can stink. They could lose every game. They ain't going anywhere. Yeah, that 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 ship okay. sailed. Latang is an eight million salary and a six point one million cap hit. He's thirty six years old and he's under contract till twenty twenty eight. I think he's had a stroke and. They're not going anywhere, okay. no matter how many okay. games they lose. So that is another factor when you're looking at your salary cap and making decisions. They do have a lot of cap space so that- as well. By the way, I should add that. Is this just going to come down to, like, everything we're talking about here makes this sound like a poopy job. Like, is they just, it's are they just going to pay him there, a ton of money? Is that why he's doing it? Is there's it more 32 than money? of them. There's not that many. I guess. Sounds like not a, an enjoyable Like, uh, if they told job. Ron Hextall what he couldn't and couldn't, couldn't do, like, I, I don't know where Kyle thinks he's just going to come in and get the freedom to to make decisions. Well, maybe that's part of his leverage here with them. If he's the guy they want as plan A, maybe that's part of what he says, where he's like, I'm not doing that. I'm not going to be a part of that. Maybe that's a sticking point where he draws a line in the sand. Hey, that was a deal breaker once. It could be a deal breaker twice. Sure could be. Okay. Now we're down to what? Uh, 30 teams? Yeah. 29, 28, 27. Now I'm out of a job. Now I'm at home on the couch. It's like, hey, maybe, Kyle, that's not available to GMs anymore. Maybe ownership now wants to have say, and that's the structure of NHL teams. The last thing you want to be is Kyle in January hearing, those dishes aren't going to clean themselves. (laughs) (laughs) Bringing in zero dollars and zero cents. Just I don't know. I... I can't help but think there's a lot of regret on both sides here. I agree. I, I totally agree that there is. I think they could they would love to redo the past ten days. But <laughs> you can't undo what's okay, done. Hey, you want to go to a commercial break? No, 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 quickly before we go to break. Okay, go. I want to thank our friends at Burgers Priest who dropped by with a special lunch for the crew. For the priest. Everyone here enjoyed the the priest. I may have okay. enjoyed. By two. the way, I did notice that they. There's three of us. Mm-hmm. They brought four hamburgers, Ooh. and four were gone, and I only had one, and JB only had one. What happened I'm not there? great at math, but uh, you tell me what happened. <laughs> Burgers Priest sent such an elite burger that I may or may not have eaten, too. And he didn't, he didn't even ask us. No. No. You, I, you, you want that extra burger? <laughs> J- JB, you okay? You want it? Nick, you want it? Well, judging by the disgust on Borny's face when I said I might have two, I knew he didn't have it. <laughs> So, so uh, it's the start of the Burger Priest hashtag Smash Burger Summer. Because it isn't summer without a Smash Burger, always made with 100% premium Canadian beef and hand smashed to perfection. Thanks to the folks at Burger's Priest, and I have the meat sweats. <laughs> so good. So, so oh, good. It was elite. And the go. cookie was very so good, let's, too. But. Let's hit the break, and then we'll do playoff picks when we come back.
Okay. Nick Kiprios, Justin Bourne, Sammy McKee, Real Kipper and Bourne. More after these words. More Leafs, more Raptors, more Blue Jays. The Fan Morning Show with Ailish Forfar and Justin Cuthbert. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Real Kipper and Bourne on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. All right, JB, let's pick up where we left off, okay? So uh, you want to throw one more eligible name out or you just want to talk about what, ev- what the dream name is out there? And we all believe that's Doug Armstrong. That's the dream name. That's the dream name. You know, like that's the guy for agree. me. Wholeheartedly agree. Won a Stanley Cup, has traded stars at difficult points in his team's <laughs> tenure. With GM of the Canadian team, if we had an Olympic team right now, he'd be the guy, right? So... Uh, again, though, you mentioned it yesterday, it's not even close to being true or happening. It's so. It, I think, I, I don't know another team where they would lose somebody and half their media would start writing about someone else who's under contract somewhere yeah. else. It just doesn't exist. It just goes to show you how powerful the Toronto media is that they can take something that has like no validity to it right now at all and they can turn it into a major story. That's how powerful the mark, the, the media market is here. Yeah. You know who I think a great candidate for the job would be? Joe Sackick. And John, <laughs> yeah. and John Cooper is it's, the coach. It's, it's like, hey, Kip, you'd now, be great with my neighbor, Nancy. It's like, Nancy's married. Yeah, but she could leave, you know? <laughs> now that, 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 that doesn't take away the fact that everybody knows that the Toronto Maple Leafs is Doug Armstrong's dream job a pardon me is that a thing is that a thing what's that is that true is it really is it no i'm 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 dead serious it is that's the job he'd like to have oh like right at the top of the list okay well now that doesn't that make it a little bit less of a pipe dream then if it's something that no oh because there's (laughs) so many other factors that go into this and number one is he's got multi-years left on a deal yeah and I think I threw out the other day on... You'd have to pay him more than you were going to give Dubas, that's for sure. Breakfast television that, you know, could they be in a position to offer uh, draft picks or compensation to get him out of his deal to St. Louis? But I don't even think that's a thing anymore. I don't know if you can actually do that. At, at one point, you could have in the past, but I... I I don't think you're allowed to do that. I, I may be wrong, but I don't think you can. It's like cash considerations. Do you remember that being a part of trades back in the day? I was thinking that like guys that are owed more salary than their AAV, like 50, the le- 15 million for Gretzky. Yeah. Like now you can't just tack a big check onto a trade, which I don't know if that makes sense or not. Maybe it does. If you're the hurricanes, you or probably it, sell all your or guys. Was for it 15 money. million for Lindros? Oh, I don't know. It was cash. Really? Real cash. Just here is money yes. for that player. The other factor that comes in is. Doug Armstrong is the man in St. Louis, okay? President, everything runs through Doug Armstrong. You can't tell me for one second I believe that he'd come back to be the general manager to answer to Brendan Shanahan. So he would want Brendan Shanahan's job. I don't 
I don't think he wants his job. No, I he know. Has We're not stirring job. up whatever. I'm he just saying. He doesn't want his that's job. That's the job he would but want. But he would want a job where he is the man like right. he is in St. Louis. Right. So. Well, if he rides it out to the end of his contract and Shandy's got three more in his deal or something, two, two more, you never know here. Things, if things don't get better, you never know. I, I like Doug Armstrong a lot. Yeah. So. Uh, Agreed. The, the one thing that is also a factor in this is that if there is lack of success this time next year is Brendan's job on the line. Yeah, of course it is. Okay. I think we're all in agreement there. Does the general manager who's comes in have to worry about who's the next guy? If, if Brendan does lose his job next year and this thing does not turn around, am I part of Brendan Shanahan's mm-hmm. uh, re- regime or yeah. team? And do I go down a year later or do I have some sort of protection that if, if things don't turn around and you want to make a change at the presidential position, I'm still safe? Yeah. Is that a conversation for Brad Tree living when he comes in? It's a great question. We also have to do playoff picks in the next four and a half minutes. And did you want to mention Jamie Benn or anything like that before? Oh, yeah. We no, have no time. That's okay. Uh, okay. Well, did, listen, we'll, we'll, we'll pick yes. it up okay. later on in this week. <laughs> we're, not, we're not here tomorrow, correct? Four. <laughs> uh, we got a Jays game yeah. that they're giving us the day off. Yeah. So we're forced to go golfing, the three of us. Uh, Absolutely. Sammy, shame. you will tweet pictures of us on the golf course uh, tomorrow. Yeah, I'll tweet one. Okay. I'll tweet one for our listeners so they can feel like they're there with Taking us. Taking my boys golfing. <laughs> we'll look into uh, a couple of stogies. And a- okay, go ahead, Sammy. <laughs> it's time for Playoff Picks, presented by Bet365. Visit the app for the latest odds. Uh, as you may, mention, as you may uh, realize here, the Golden Knights now are prohibitive favorites to win the Stanley Cup. They are minus money now to win the Stanley Cup at minus when 125. Do wow. you think that should be the case with potentially the Florida Panthers waiting on the other side for them? Uh, so I've got a piece that's coming tomorrow, one of those uh, AWS pieces on um, like it's opportunity analysis. Florida, this whole thing, they create chances off Panthers turnovers are so plus well. plus 125, by the yeah. way. Yeah, and they create chances off turnovers so well, but Brovsky's playing so well. I wouldn't want to bet against him. Like, I like Vegas. I think it's Vegas. But before they even got out of this round, I wouldn't pick them at minus money to win the cup. Yeah, I I like Vegas a lot. Yeah. I, think they're, I, think they're, I think they should be the favorites. I think they should be a prohibitive favorite, but... The way Bobrovsky's playing right now, it's hard. It, you know when you're watching a goalie and it's hard to imagine a goal? That's when you know a guy's locked in. Yeah. Like it's like when I'm putting and it's tough to imagine it going in, I know I have no two chance. Two forces headed to a Stanley Cup final. Yeah, this is – I actually legit am excited yeah, about a Florida I, I, like, You know, in terms of laundry, I wouldn't say it's the most exciting final in terms of markets and jerseys and kind of teams and history of these teams or whatever – but if this was if this was Boston, Chicago with these two rosters, it would be the sexiest final ever. How do you dress if you're covering this series? Just shorts and a tank top. It actually is you're a going, dream. You're going from like Straight up, white 90 undershirt degree in shorts. Florida to 104 in <laughs> Nevada. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty good. So I uh, become a reporter. And just a couple same game parlays for tonight uh, on both sides. If you like the Panthers, uh, Carter Verhage goal. He hasn't scored since game one of this series. 
do. He scores big goals for them in a big game. Matthew Kachuk over uh, over a half point and Panthers to win. That's seven to one, which is a nice number. Very possible, obviously, on all those. And if you like the Canes to win, Canes uh, with a Seth Jarvis goal and Freddie Anderson over 27 and a half pays 11 to one. So like Florida bet. both sides of that there for a same game parlay for tonight's game. If you want to get in on the action, that was playoff picks presented by Bet365. Visit the app for the latest odds. I just I just got a tweet that says the money's on Brad Tree Living. It is, huh? Yeah. Yeah. He is a heavy, heavy favorite right now. Uh, you know, to Sammy's GM. point, you could certainly do a lot worse. He does have a lot of experience in the league. He just made a big trade. By all accounts, a likable guy. How is he for Kippers Clippers? Can he can he talk? I think so. I remember him doing a lot of radio. I, th- I think he can. I think he can talk, guys. I think he's oh, okay no. for us. He can. He is, and he's uh, like I said. As long as he doesn't hire Daryl Sutter for Clippers, uh, we're dead. He's <laughs> oh, a straight God. shooter. He which is, is okay. always welcomed in our game. Yeah, I'm looking at this list and going, "There's some names in here who aren't going to help us out very much." Yeah, that, yeah. The Daryl right. Clippers. We done? No time to. Well, anything else? Jamie Ben, how many games? One. Yeah, one. everything's one. One. I mean, it's the same as the the slash on Petro. Intent, no injury. One. The Petro one is so bad. <laughs> Such a bad suspension. Our thanks. Um, our thanks to Rob none Rossi. For none. I won. One. <laughs> Anything yes. else? We gotta go. No. Okay, we gotta go. We're back Friday, everybody. Real Kipper and Born. Thanks for joining us.